Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today we will be meeting with Sharice Owens, um, and Sharice and I go back um, at least a few years. What do you say, Sharice? Two, three years? Yeah, probably um, three years. Yeah, and so um, Sharice and I um, know each other um, because I was on a contract with Starwood Hotels, um, and Sharice was one of the people that I spoke with regularly um, in that in that contract. She was an employee of Starwood Hotels. Um, so. I've gotten to know Sharice pretty well, um, and she's in, a wonderful person, um, so inspiring, um, and just so dedicated in her work, and truly passionate. Um, so I wanted to have her join us today so that you guys could get to know her a little bit more also, um, and just kind of get to know the joy that is Sharice. So um, with that, I will pass it over to you, Sharice, so you can introduce yourself. Well, hi, Brianne. Hi, everyone. My name is Cherie Owens, as Brianne mentioned. I am currently working at Marriott Hotels as a manager in online implementations within the Learning Technology Department. And what that is, is just basically getting trainings up online, creating assessments, anything to get the training to the learners. Excellent, excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, What's your story? How did you get to where you are? Where did you, you know, originally start working? You know, all that kind of stuff. So my story is a little, my path to learning is actually a little different. I started as an executive assistant. That was my career. That's what I was doing. And that's what I thought I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. because I chose that because I'm so organized, I like planning events and planning trips and all of that. So it was in line with what I thought. Where, where I wanted my life to go. Then fast forward to 2013, I decided it wasn't for me anymore, and I wanted to go back to school. So I quit my job <laughs> without a plan, quit my job, decided I was going to try something new, and a friend of mine actually called me and said, she's a recruiter, she called and said, oh, I have this great opportunity to start with hotels. It's as an assistant, but it would be something for you to do. So I went back in, just figured I would be an executive assistant. So I was working for the vice president of human re corporate human resources. And um, during that time, I decided to go back to school for graphic communication. So with all that being said, I was working pretty much to have money and to pay for school. Mm -hmm. One day, helping plan a meeting for him, I had to look at business plans for other departments and learning and technology, learning and development, sorry, came across my desk. And I read the plan from start to finish. And it was, I, that's when I realized that's what I wanted to be a part of. And I think the reason I wanted to be a part of it was because it's just the ability to keep learning is something that I am so passionate about in every aspect of your life. Learning never ends. And I just knew that I wanted to be a part of that. So I applied for the, a role in that department and got it. And I was through that role as a coordinator in learning and development that I met Brianne, and we've been going from there. Yeah, so when cool. when Marriott purchased Starwood, of course, there was a transition. Didn't know if I was going to make the team at Marriott, but I did. And as of July of last year, I've been part of the team at Marriott and loving it ever since, watching the company grow and playing a huge part, of course, in the integration of bringing these two companies together. 
Yes. So what a part of your role now um, requires, you know, that original um, love of yours, which was, you know, planning and organizing and how do you use that today? I actually don't use it at work, but I still use it in my home life. <laughs> um, but I guess actually that's not true because you have to be organized regardless of what you do, where you do it. Especially, like I said, bringing these two companies together, there's projects going on everywhere. And whereas it would ideally you'd want to work on one project, see it through, in this day and age, that's not even possible. You have to juggle multiple projects, multiple clients, and get to know your stakeholders, get to know your clients, and get to know the business on a level that, not just that you're just getting a training out to people, you still have to understand the impact that it's going to have to those associates, especially considering mm-hmm. we have to get trainings out to people who are working in hotels. And as we all know, working in a hotel, you're on 24-7. So to get them to carve out that amount of time that they need to take the necessary training is also a challenge. So working yeah. with all the departments within the company to get that across to everyone. So that takes a lot of organization. Yeah, no, definitely. And and speaking of, you know, getting people, you know, that are out on the floor, you know, an active role in a hotel, um, to engage with the learning that's created and that's implemented for them. Um, you know, because they may not always be able to, you know, take an hour to go in, you know, sit in a back room or something or or go to a classroom or something like that. What type of techniques do you all use to um, get them passionate about it, get them to participate? One of the things that is now being incorporated that I'm seeing come through, because, of course, that's not actually my role, I mm-hmm. just, but I help implement it. But what I've seen that they're doing is now we're – Of course, we talk about bite-sized learning. So you make the training smaller. And it's actually, if you think about it, bite-sized learning is probably essentially the best way to go because Mm -hmm. our attention spans as humans are shorter and shorter every year. And to give somebody a 45-minute training and say, here, sit down, take this, and then go apply it to your job, that's that's not realistic in in any, any aspect. So making these bite-sized trainings, which are eight to ten minutes, is a better way to get the information across to people. As well as what they do now is you get you earn a badge for each training that you complete. Mm-hmm. So you make sort of a game of it. So the people that have the most badges, it's kind of a thing where you have bragging rights. Oh, well, I've mm-hmm. taken this training and I have this many badges. I got, I earned a gold where you earned a silver. So it's kind of make trying to make it fun, make it a game, and keep people involved and wanting to learn more. Right. No, that's perfect. That that whole gamification, you know, idea of making a competition, kind of having bragging rights. That's that's perfect. So talk to us. Yep. What is what is the average day in the life of Sharif? <laughs> Meetings, emails, reports, testing, trainings. It can be anything. There's no mm-hmm. there's no average day. You wake up in the morning and you think that, okay, I know I have this meeting on my schedule, and it's just not that simple. If a training, you find, you can go into work one day and find out that the entire system is down, which is actually what's happening today. Nobody can get to our learning platform, and this wow. has happened on since yesterday. So 
they can't get to the learning platform to take the trainings. We can't get to the learning platform either to test the trainings and to get everything else up and running. So there is no typical day, but basically it's just trying to make sure that everybody has the tools they need and just keep the business afloat in whatever form it comes at you that day. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the strategies you use to kind of put out these fires, um, you know, m you know, mitigate that, that, you know, craziness of something's not working or it's not going as we had planned or, you know, kind of what's your strategy there? One of the things about me that I've actually learned about myself is that I'm able to stay calm during a fire where I see people panicking and if the system is down, the system is down. We Unfortunately, we don't have control over that. Mm -hmm. And so going crazy is just, it's not going to be beneficial to anyone. Right. But also where you have instances where a training, when the training, when the system is not down and the training, something is wrong. One of the online modules is broken. It's not marking clear to whatever the case may be. It's just my approach is to speak to whoever found out what the problem is, try to understand what they're seeing, get as much information as them, go in and test it, do what I need to do to troubleshoot, get the developer to re republish it, whatever the case may be, and just go through the testing phase and get it back up as soon as possible. The time that you take to panic causes even more of a delay because as you're trying to calm yourself down and getting everybody else all worked up, Nobody can focus on exactly what needs to be done. So I just yeah. feel like staying calm, getting all the information, just get it all at once so that you're not wasting time trying to find other answers as you're in the process of doing something is the best strategy to take. Right. No, I completely agree. I mean, it doesn't do anybody any good to, to freak out. You just have to take a breath and figure out what can be done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and another thing I, that goes along with that, I'm sorry, another thing that goes along with that is just not putting blame on anyone. There are times where it's easy that you could point a finger and say, oh, well, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that. That doesn't matter right now. That's not important. Just get it fixed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to keep in mind. Don't waste time pointing fingers at anybody. Everybody, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to make a mistake. Just get it done. Mm -hmm. You can work all that out later. Yep, you're completely right. You know, that's a, that's a, after everything's fixed, um, taking a step back and reviewing, you know, what happened and what could have been done differently. You can discuss those at that time, but when you're in the midst of it, it's just, you know, focusing on how to fix it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you could share anything with people who are listening, what would it be? It would be, I would say, my, the biggest lesson I've learned is never short yourself out of taking a chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. I could have stayed in, in my comfort zone and stayed working as an executive assistant, but what I learned was I'm planning somebody else's life to make them successful. That's what I was in charge of. That was my job. I wanted to live for me and make myself successful and make myself happy, and it's never too late. I made the change at 40 years old. You can do it whenever you feel it's time to do it. And just mm -hmm. always take that chance. Don't ever feel like, no, it's going to be the wrong move, because then you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Right. You yeah, always have that right. what-if question in the back of your mind. 
Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're the biggest investment that you could ever make. Um, so, you know, that is take, absolutely take true. the time to, to you, you know, to do what makes you happy, to figure out what your passions are. And like you said, just to take the risk. Exactly. And I think that's the best, whatever you're doing, that's the best lesson for anyone. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much, Sharice, for speaking with us today. Um, you know, I have, it has been a passion of mine to meet with great people and get to know, um, you know, what they do um, and, you know, how they find happiness. Um, and I can honestly say that, um, you know, knowing you and just even talking to you, you know, sometimes you are just the brightest star in my day because you're always so happy. So <laughs> I, have to, I have to thank you for that. Um, and thank you so much for, you know, taking the time today to chat and, um, you know, put yourself out there so that other people can get to know you too. Well, thank you, Brian. You, you make it so easy to make what I do fun and make me like what I'm doing. So meeting you is definitely one of the best things that could have ever happened to me too. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you.